Welcome, Traveler, to the Inn at the Edge of Greenwood, a cozy roleplay podcast where adventurers from many realms come to tell their tales. You won't find any dice rolls or TTRPG mechanics here, just good old-fashioned make-believe and storytelling. We hope you enjoy your stay, and if you do, that you let us know with a review. Thank you for joining us. Now, let's grab something hot to drink and listen to a story. Dear friend, last week a courier came through and I was able to send him with a letter to Trawbridge placed in an order for a load of shingles for the barn. It's been a while since we've done any extensive repairs, and while my patchwork has been keeping the animals dry for now, it's high time that we gave them a new roof. I can't say that I'm looking forward to that project, but it will be nice when it's done. We've actually had quite a few people coming through lately, more than usual, for a longer period of time. And whenever you have many travelers coming through, it's always good when one of them is able to provide a story to entertain the others. Take some of the load off of me. We certainly had that person most recently. What a tale he had to tell. The Inn at the Edge of Greenwood, Book 2, Chapter 3, The Path Forward. Traveling in the winter is a tough order on foot, and you've been slogging through a fresh snow for a while now, um, making progress, but it's cold and it's... uh, it's slow going and your muscles are starting to burn a little bit uh, from just the effort and the exertion that you were having to put out. And whatever you may be grumbling to yourself is interrupted suddenly by the sound of children. Um, You could hear shouts and uh, cries and laughs and screams. uh, And as you get a little bit closer and and, and you realize you're, you're kind of rounding the edge of a forest, um, you've been on this path and you're kind of rounding uh, to the right a little bit. And as you turn, uh, you see before you a little hill and there are all sorts of kids with little wooden toboggans and things that are sledding on the fresh snow. You see scattered around the, uh, the, the outside, the parents who are all watching and you see halflings and gnomes and humans, um, you know, all sorts of different folks here, a couple tieflings, um, the interesting thing, though, that after you kind of stop and observe this this scene for a moment is that um, you don't, like, see a town anywhere. It's just kind of open area and field, except for one building that's sitting up at the top of the hill set a little ways back. And this looks to be pretty obviously some sort of tavern or inn. Um, there's a stables attached. It looks to be two stories, field stone base, white, you know, wooden paneled walls going up. And people are kind of coming in and out of it, holding drinks. Um, Whatever little village or town you've stumbled upon uh, here, they seem to be having a little bit of a community day, um, enjoying the fresh snow in a much different way than than you've been interacting with it. Um, But yeah, as you as you see all of that, one of the um, one of the gnome mothers uh, sees you coming and gives a big wave 
and you hear her kind of shout out across, uh, hello, traveler. Are, are you here for, are you here to, to visit the inn? I mean, it depends. Does the inn have a fire? Because I'm here to visit wherever it is warm. Right there. Yes, please just head this way. The, uh, right up the path there. Uh, the innkeeper will get you something warm to drink. Welcome. I'm glad to be here. I'll be even more glad when I can shake some of the snow off. Thank you for the direction, uh, kind, good mistress, woman, lady friend. I appreciate it. <laughs> she kind of like gives you a curious look. Uh, it's like, right, okay. Uh, and it goes back to watching her children. Um, you make your way up the hill to uh, this inn, and you see a sign hanging out the front of it uh, over the top of the door. There's no words written on it. There's just a green pine tree painted um, kind of roughly there. But you hear voices inside, and as you're starting to step up, um, there's a, there's both stairs and a ramp going up to the to the door itself. And as you're starting to step up, a um, a halfling man, uh, two of them actually, kind of come bumbling out, holding fresh uh, flagons of ale. And oh, excuse me, excuse me, and kind of go around you. But as you step inside the building, uh, you are greeted with. A very interesting moment of warmth on the front and your back uh, still to the cold uh, as it is very warm inside here uh, and the fire is lit and roaring. Um, and there's probably uh, 10 to 12 people kind of milling about. Um, you see them all bundled up in various ways. People seem to be coming in and out. A couple of them are seated and are having a meal. Um, but you, as you kind of stand there, uh, several of them kind of, uh, get the door, please get the door. Oh, of course. Uh, sorry, so it's been a, a. I can't even remember how long it's been since I've been warm. I just kind of was overwhelmed by. Uh, anyway, sorry. Door. Yeah, sure. And I, I pulled the door shut. Okay. As you pull the door shut, everything uh, starts to warm up quite quickly, and even little bits of snow are dropping down and melting at your feet. Coming from around uh, a door behind the bar, uh, because there is a bar on the right-hand side and then a big kind of open hall where all the tables are, these big vaulted ceilings, and then the, the fire all the way to the left-hand side. But coming from out of a door behind the bar, uh, a young man, very kind of thin um, and lanky with short brown hair, wearing an apron and simple clothes uh, comes and he's kind of got a little bit of a small keg that he's wrestling out and he sees you and he's like, oh, welcome traveler. Uh, have a seat. Uh, we'll get you something to drink. Uh, anything else you need right here at the moment? I just as close as I can get to the fire and uh, as as large of a mug of do, do you uh, do you spice your your mead here? Oh, and then do we you do. Warm it yes. Because if you could do all of that for me and keep that coming, that would be fantastic. You've got it. You've got it. Have a seat by the fire. I'll be with you in just a second. And, and as the innkeeper, who this is, kind of stepping out, now sees you for the first time, would you give us a description of what your character looks like? Sure. Warjorn is a, is an older turtle. Um, kind of a, almost bluish purple hues on his on his shell, which is wrapped in um, you wouldn't you wouldn't call them rags, but you also wouldn't call them very nice. You can tell if you look closely, you could tell at one point maybe they were some some nice robes. They've been mismatched. Um, if you had a very keen eye, you would see that they are from a variety of like churches and temples and deities. Um, he also has a almost subtly a, a, a warhammer slung kind of to the side and a, and a leather kind of sling and just a big sack on the on the other arm. Um, and just kind of a, a grizzled uh, turtles don't really have beards typically, but you mm. just get that sense that if they did, he would. <laughs> um, just kind of that grizzled kind of uh, face and, and, and kind of front sharp beak. And that's a uh, kind of sits down, slings the uh, the bag to his side, and just 
Oh yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's yeah. That's what we needed right there. <laughs> After a moment, uh, the innkeeper brings over uh, a large mug that is full of uh, a spiced ale and or spiced mead. Can I can I get you anything else? Do you need a room for tonight? I would love a room for tonight. You have rooms available? We do, yes. I have coin to pay. Perfect. Uh, Can I get a name? Uh, Wardjourn. Spell it however you feel. I'll do my best. And he goes back. Uh, If you look over your shoulder, you see him pulling a large leather-bound book out, flipping it open, making a note. There's keys that are hooked to the inside of the book. And he pulls one. Comes back a moment later and hands you a key. Uh, yeah, so room number two, actually, right up the stairs uh, is is open. So, um, yeah, we'll, breakfast is provided in the morning. Um, the dinner and ale, unfortunately, is uh, is an additional, but, uh, but breakfast is complimentary. Wow, that's very kind of you. I didn't happen to see a, a name uh, of your fine establishment when I came in. Uh, in fact, you know, I don't even know where I am, to be honest with you. I just kind of wandered and uh, got really snowy, and now here I am. So, uh, yes, um, where are we currently? Well, so th- so you're you're on the edge of Greenwood, and this is the inn at the edge of Greenwood. We we like to call it. Um, were you where were you coming from? Were you coming from Inniport or Trawbridge or? You know, I left Trawbridge and I literally had no idea I was even heading this direction. I got turned around very much in the snow. So it's very good to know where I am on the map again, finally. Oh, good. Well, no, I'm glad that you're, uh, I'm, I'm glad you've made it here. Um, and you, you say you're from Trawbridge, correct? Well, you know, I'm from, I've, I've passed through, I've been there a couple times. I try not to settle down too much in one place. You know, I'm more of a, I like to travel, see the world a little bit. So a little bit of here, a little bit of there. You know I love it. Is. You must have seen a million things in, in those travels. Oh, at least two million, probably. But you stop <laughs> counting after the first five hundred thousand. You know, am I right? Well, of course. Uh, it's, who could be bothered, right? <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh, it's it's been a wild time. A very very strange time. Have you always run this in? Is this is this what you do normally? My grandfather started building it, and then my father uh, finished it and ran it until he passed. And yeah, you could say I was born and raised here, and. Uh, uh, I've gotten out every once in a while to to you know go to some of the other towns, but. Yes, I, I do. I, I do. I have always run this in, and it is it's my home. You know what's funny? Like every inn you see, like they're very distinct, right? Everyone makes it their own. They're decorated their own way. But yeah, but like every time you step into one, it feels like the same inn you've been. But in a good way, not a bad way. I'm not like picking on your inn. I'm just saying there's that sense of like, oh, you know, anything could happen. I've been here before, right? You know, I just yes. I get that. I get that feeling from from your inn. In well, particular. thank you, and, I, and nice. I, I'm glad you say that because I I do think that one of the things that makes a good tavern or inn or whatever is. Um, sense of comfort and familiarity and home um that's what i want people to feel when they come here so i appreciate that compliment you got it in spades it's uh you're doing a fine job here and i'm, I'm sorry what was your name again oh you can just call me the innkeeper that's what everybody they just shout innkeeper and i come running so you know a man withholding his name and going only by a title normally i find that suspicious but this is a very oh, good but- drink it's a very warm inn and uh i i think i like the cut of your jib as they say uh, so I'm, 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 I'm gonna be okay with that innkeeper. All right. <laughs> and he puts us off to, to do some other work for a while. Um, one of the people who's kind of in the, the, the general space and has kind of been listening, uh, in a little bit, um, is this kind of wizened old tabaxi woman. Um, she's a little plump around the middle and, uh, has, these like long 
kind of like braids of sorts uh, that that are very mismatched in their length, um, kind of all around her her head. Um, she's kind of got like a white and black patterned uh, fur to her, uh, and is wearing these big chunky crocheted uh, or knitted um, you know clothes. But she kind of leans over at one point, and goes. Ah, excuse me, you said that you've traveled all over the 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 realm, have you? Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm in the middle of a drink there, ma'am. I, I apologize. Uh yeah, no, I've uh, I've I've seen my, my my fair share of the world, you might say. Oh, it's quite exciting, quite exciting. I used to live in the capital city. Did you? Did you? When, when were you in the capital? How long ago was this? That would have been probably oh, 40 years ago at this point. 40 years ago. I was I passed through the capital several times, probably around that time. Who knows? We might have even bumped into each other. I looked we a lot different 40 have. years ago. I probably would have remembered such a handsome turtle, though. Oh, oh, please. You're too kind. Could you? And, like, you notice at this point that, like, other people have gathered and like the the noise has gotten a little bit quieter, and you you kind of look up suddenly and see like this om- sort of a ring of people around you, um, various halflings and gnomes, humans, um, and whatnot. Uh, and she kind of leans in a little closer. She's like, "Would you give us a story? Would you give us a tale of your adventures? Well, a day like today with a warm fire and good food and the children playing outside. It's it's ripe for a tale." I mean, since, uh, oh gosh, I mean, you are all very interesting stories. You are all around, around right now. It's a very, um, very intent on the tale. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what kind of storyteller I am, but, uh, I, I can, I can do my best. Sure. Why not? Uh, if, if someone doesn't mind keeping this, uh, this mug filled, um, you know, a, a, a quid pro quo, if you will, I give a bit of story, a bit of, a bit of, a. Uh, and, uh, People begin go, pulling chairs over and like kind of sitting down and uh, someone rushes to get you a refill. Some copper pieces are kind of put into a little pile to to pay for additional drinks. Uh, everybody's very eager to hear from this newcomer. Well, you're all very kind. You're very kind. And I take kind of a another drink and, and set my mug down. Now, look, I know what a, it's going to sound very stereotypical. You're going to be like every story starts like this, but it started in a tavern much like this one. Uh, on a day not too unlike today except that it was sunny and warm and it was not freezing and miserable uh no offense to your town or your or your weather oh Uh, no uh, it's cold as a witch's tit out there you know what i wasn't gonna say it but your words not mine i 100 percent agree but uh no it was a a beautiful beautiful summer day the the sun was setting i went into my favorite local in the laughing crow and uh i was just having a drink as one does in fact i was meeting a good friend of mine there by the name of uh fira she's uh uh, she's a firecracker. I mean, let me tell you, she's uh, she's something else. I, you know, uh, literally, literally. Fi- By the way, she's a she's a genasi. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Have you had genasi out here? The uh, the different types. Uh, we've got them uh, mostly. They're the rock type, but uh, we've got we've got different ones. Yes. Yeah. No. Like so, definitely not rock. Uh, uh, this lady, uh, like I said, firecracker. Literally, just burning bright here. Beautiful, gorgeous. Uh, but just the smart as a whip. Anyway, I was hanging out with her. We were catching up, swapping stories, kind of like we were doing here. And uh, all of a sudden, the door opens in an overly dramatic fashion. Like you know, people who walk into taverns, they know how to open the door quietly. They let themselves in. They close it. This door just kind of open and you know bonks against the back wall. And we all look over and we can't see nothing. 
and the door's just there. And finally, I stand up and look, and there's this uh, there's this satyr woman. Uh, I mean, bright white skin. Have you ever seen like a bright white skin? satyr, pink eyes, pink horns? It was oh. it was it was intense. Let me tell you, like like the glow coming off of this one, and uh, I I've never seen anyone who looked more out of place uh, than this poor girl. Um, and she just stood there for a while, right? She just stood there looking very confused and lost. And finally, she looked at me and she started walking over. And I leaned over to fear. I was like, here we go. I, I don't even, I, I don't know her. I don't think I owe her any money. Do you owe her any money? And oh, she was right there, right? And long story short, she'd apparently been uh, told by some goddess that she had some magic quest that she had to go on to, you know, free the world of evil and yada, yada, yada. Like we've all, we've all heard the, the free the world from evil before. You heard that before? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it, it's a whole courses. thing. And she was like, and she was like, oh, Lyra, the goddess of joy has told me to come and find you. I mean, that's not really what she sounded like, but I can't really do a satyr voice. Anyway, forgive me. I'm, I'm not going to try and do the whole voice. You're doing very well, son. Keep oh, going. thank you. That's very kind of you. Uh, but still, I'll, I'll let it be. She said Lyra had sent her to come and find me. And look, me and Lyra, we've, we've had a bit of a... Uh, a rocky relationship, I would say. There was a time, and I kind of gestured one of the patches on my cloak, um, which you can see is kind of a, a, a triangle made out of like three uh, six-pointed stars. And I was like, I did my time at the temple, as many of us do, you know, in our in our young days when we're trying to find our way. But uh, we hadn't had a lot to uh, to do with each other in a while. But she she insisted that uh, she was there to see me and that I was meant to help on this quest. And uh, you know, what could I do? I told her no, right? So that's 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 not that's not the end of the story. Okay, all right, fine. That's like, the end. Like that's the whole story. Then? No, no, like, no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> come on, come on, come on. I told her no, and everybody she breathes looking. a sigh of relief, leans back in. To hear there's more. more. There's more. There's more. I told her no. I was like, I don't want to. I, I don't do this anymore. I don't have time for that. And she left, and she looked so sad. And she went and sat at the bar and ordered a glass of milk. And I mean, I've never seen anything more pitiful in my life. And so I looked at fear. I was like, look, like. I know you don't jive with, with the gods or the goddesses, but uh, I think we got to help this kid out. And she kind of agreed and so went over. I was like, look, kid, here's the deal. Me and your god, we don't really get along anymore, but, uh, you know, if if you need help, if you need uh, if you need someone to back you up, like, uh, what you got? What she tell you to do? And let me tell you, this kid lit up, like lit up the whole room. I mean, literally, no, she started glowing. Like, oh. literally started glowing. And I was like, you need to tone that down. This is very dark in. People don't appreciate that. There are <laughs> mysterious strangers trying to hide in corners right now. And you're really kind of messing up that whole vibe. So if you could just... And she toned it down. And she started telling me this whole story about how, you know... Uh, again, a tale is old as time. And yet it see, keep, seems, to, seems to keep happening. So what are we going to do? We're going to lean into it. She told me people have been disappearing from local farms. Right, and farms are very important. They're the source of our agriculture. Economics depend on farms, like this. Uh, and I hold up my my meat. Like, at some point, this came from a farm. Right, probably came from your farm. Um, you there? So, are you a farmer? You look like a farmer. No offense. There's actually well, a, a little a little halfling hand that pops up on the opposite side. And goes, uh, that's my farm. Actually, that's that's uh, that's our ale. Exactly. So, I mean, imagine if you disappeared. I mean, we would all be very bereft of a delicious and fine ale. My compliments, by the way, uh, oh, from you. a brewer or such as yourself or someone who grows the wheat. Like, it's important, is my point. Farms matter. And she starts telling me all these farmers have been disappearing. And, uh, and particularly, they, they, were all, they were all women, which is always odd when someone singles out a particular, you know, group of people. But for the past, like, two or three months, they'd all been disappearing. And, you know, these, these farms were going... Uh, were going dry and not providing their goods anymore, and that uh, her goddess was trying to restore the land and this whole thing, and evil had crept in. 
but she was telling me about this place in the woods. Now, let me tell you. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Kira Woods, but the Kira Woods, they're a dark place, all right? They're very dark. I mean, literally very dark. The mm. trees are dark. They, they, they gather over your head when you walk in. It feels oppressive. And right away, I was like, ah, yeah, no, I know where this is going. We gotta, we're going to have to go to the woods and do the thing, aren't we? And long story short, yeah, we did. We, that's what we had to do. There was a dark power, allegedly, allegedly, because I don't like to judge, that taken up residence in this place, and all the farms around the outside of the Kira Woods were, uh, you know, losing people. They were disappearing in the night, which is unfortunate. So I said, all right, all right, I'll go with you. Hold on one second. Do you mind? Can, can I get another of, of these? Is that okay? Do you you mind see refilling? the innkeeper himself actually has kind of joined the circle uh, and is looking and kind of hanging on your every word. And he like starts a little bit. He's like, oh, right, 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 right. And he turns around and goes and gets you, uh, gets you a refill. Cheers, cheers. Uh, my, my, my friends are buying. Uh, they're very kind and I appreciate them. So we, uh, so me, Fira, and this girl, and I find out, kid you not, girl that glows, guess what her name was. Guess, anybody, throw out a name. Glowing girl, what would you call her? Uh, Firefly. No, but that's good. We should have gone with that. I mean, in fact, if I see her again, I'm going to tell her she should change her name because that's a solid one. Uh, no, Brilliance was oh, her name. Oh, and everybody kind of nods like, of course. Right, right. I mean, I mean, right on the nose, right? But uh, but that's, that's what she was. And she had this holy symbol that was always glowing on her chest. And I'm like, you need to tone it down with the glowing. But then we got to the Kira Woods and it was very, very dark. And uh, I, being the seasoned adventurer that I am, Fira, being the seasoned adventurer that she is, we brought no torches. I mean, whoops. You know, (laughs) usually you can forge that. I do have some magic I can do, and I was about to do that. And then Glowing Girl walks in, and, like, it was like the darkness just, like, slipped away from her. Like, I don't know if you've ever, ever tried to pour, like, ink on glass, and it just runs down the sides. It was like that. It was like watching darkness drip away. Mm. Uh, It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. We march our way in. Like, she knew where she was going. I was like, these are woods. What are we going to do? And she just walked straight ahead. No fear. No no looking for traps. Now, by the way, if you're an adventurer, checking for traps, very important part of the job. Many people neglect it. They should not. Traps are everywhere. Yeah. Why? I don't know. But it seems to be a thing that we do. So you got to keep an eye out. But she didn't care. She was just walking. Like, she knew each step. Like, something was guiding her to right where she should be. And lo and behold, we bust into this uh, opening in the middle of the forest, right? Just opens up and there's a cave. And like, let me tell you, when you find a cave in the midst of a mysterious, dark, quite frankly, evil and magical forest, never a good thing. But, uh, you know, we knew what we were in for at that point. And I was like, do we, do we, I mean, are you sure? Can we just burn it? Can we just like throw fire in there and be done? And apparently not. So, uh, we, but by the way, I'm not boring y'all. Am I, I mean, we, we can, you I, I don't want to waste no, 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 Everybody is just like, like the, they don't want you to stop. <laughs> well, fair. Well, I, well, I appreciate it. You know, it's, I've, I've been walking for a while. I kind of figure these old stories, who cares about them? But, uh, but I'm glad you're here. So anyways, we walk into this cave and she's glowing and she's glowing and we go in and we turn left because there are all these caverns. And here's a weird thing. Before we walked in the cave, I walked around this thing. It was literally like a mound of rock in the middle of this. I mean, maybe 200 paces around. Walk inside, huge. That's a red flag right there. By the way, you walk into a place that looks small and suddenly very big, very concerning. There's some sort of magic going on there. You need to keep your eye out, keep your head on a swivel, because uh, things are not usually right when uh, the physics of reality aren't working the way they're supposed to, you know? You see there's there's a, a young human woman um, who's sitting off to the right of you, and you notice now that every time you kind of give one of these, like, adventuring tips, she's got a little notebook out, and she immediately starts scribbling it down. 
Okay, well, some of this is copyright material. I'm working on a book of my own, but you know, okay, well, you, you keep up your nose. Well, we'll talk after this. Oh, 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 okay. You know, my experience. Don't want you to profit off my likeness. Whatever. We'll talk about it later. Copyright's a big deal in the capital, but you, uh, you're taking good notes. Keep it up. Keep it up. Okay. I like the cut of your jib, which is a, a saying that I used earlier, and I think I'm going to introduce to your town, and everyone can start saying it. Remember, hey, remember that total guy? He said that, and that'll be my lasting legacy in this town. I think so. Uh, like she starts writing down cut of your chip. Yeah, all right, all right. Okay, I, I like where you're at. I like it. So we go in, right? Obscenely big. Shouldn't be this big. She's glowing. I got a old trusty here, and I hold I hold up this hammer, and it uh, I kind of take the cover off, and it's like a shining silver kind of metal. I'm kind of like hefting it. I'm like, I got this thing right here. <laughs> Set it down on the ground. Fira's got these funky knives. They're very strange. Knives are supposed to be straight. Hers did this weird thing where they went different directions, uh, but they, but they work for her. So you're not going to tell her not to bring her funky knives. So we walk in. Everything's very dark, very scary. Lights going off of brilliance. We see all these caverns opening off off of this room. And we just uh, go to the one in the left. Walk through it. We walk for what feels like, I don't know, an hour? Just down this path. It just seems to repeat forever. And we bust back out into the same room. Very strange. Not what you would expect from a very tiny yet large cave. So we uh, we turn back and we go back the way we came to see if we missed anything. And a, a minute later, we walk back out of the same room. Red flag number two, when you're in a place that is larger inside than it appeared on the outside. And then you try and go certain ways and they suddenly aren't working the way they're supposed to and you keep ending up back in the same place. More, mm. and I kind of gesture at everyone, bad magic yes that's right everybody everybody good, kind of good. goes along yes very bad bad yeah you with the notes i saw you, i saw you whispering along bad magic you got it so at that point i uh i kind of settled down i said look uh i think i might know why i'm supposed to be here i uh, i know a little bit of, a little bit of magic from my time at the temple uh tell me again what, what are we looking for wait by the way you never told me what you're looking for i realized i had said yes without even knowing what i was there for i just agreed which is crazy normally i like to know what i'm gonna get paid forgot to ask and she explained that there was a magic gem at the heart of this strange cavern labyrinth thing that was being corrupted and that was the thing that we needed to recover and return to her temple and blah 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 so i had to describe it to me she used some of her magic she showed it to me it glowed right there in the air and i said all right this will work so i focused up I started praying. And now here's the thing. There are a lot of gods, right? Do y'all have any gods that you, that you that you worship around here? Is there like a local one that y'all are really into? Or are you pretty open to, to whoever? Oh, yes. Well, we, several uh, worshipped here. Um, probably Tamalin. And everybody kind of, you know, nods on. Yes, yeah, yeah, Tamalin. Um, goddess of, of, or god of the uh, of the crops. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Seems how your farmers make delicious ale. Well, uh. Like, here's the thing. T- Tamalin, Tamalin isn't, never, never yes. heard of them, but I'm sure they're fantastic. Because you know what? Most of the gods are. They're all uh, they're all fairly powerful. And a lot of people commit themselves to just one, which I find to be a very limiting approach in life in general. You know, I mean, again, no offense to Tamalin. I'm sure they're great, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of great gods. You can uh, you can worship Saloon. You can worship uh, Agma. You can go after uh, Malar. I mean, like, when I tell you there are a lot of gods, there are as many gods as there are, uh, I don't know, beers and this fine establishment and and there are a lot of beers here right yeah and everybody raises their ales yeah so when i when i pray it's a bit of a different thing it's not like oh dear torm please come down like don't get me wrong i knock on torm's door but he's not always there so you know it takes a little minute right i gotta kind of run through run through the list see who's answering today so i start kind of you know going through my prayers and uh no 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 nothing's coming through and then finally uh I, just, I feel that tingle, right? Where you're like, ah, somebody's listening. And uh, 
It was very, very strange. It was very, very strange. I mean, it was Eldath. Are y'all familiar with Eldath? Again, I'm, I'm bringing a lot of wisdom to y'all here. I don't know if I don't want to oh, overwhelm everybody. everybody. Kind of like, no, they haven't heard of this one. Goddess of Peace. Not my, not my, uh, my normal go-to. In fact, I've, I did like this weird like mission trip one time where we went and we like built a well in this part of town and then like never came back. And I don't know exactly how helpful it was to the local civilization, but we were doing it for Eldath. And apparently that was enough to uh, get her attention. And she decided like, okay, cool. I'm going to answer your call. Long story short, uh, a freaking waterfall, which is her thing. She's big into water, starts pouring out of the ceiling, <laughs> filling this room, right? And, uh, and we start to freak out. And I'm like, what in the world? I did not pray for this. I know it's been a while. I'm very sorry about that. But the water is filling up and then all of a sudden all these different caverns right i told you there were caves left right forward front the water starts filtering out into all of them and starts filling them up but not filling up the room now we're dry now the water's in there and all of them fill up except for one the one directly in front of us and then three to the left which was not immediately obvious like i might have gone straight ahead when we first walked in three to the left it's a little confusing but whatever and uh and i was like i uh I don't want to project my own opinion on what's happening here, but I, I happen to think that is the way that we should go to discover this gem. And uh, since all the other places were filled with water, that I mean, that was the only choice at that point. So, uh, so we went, we went down this path, right? And this one, it was for hours, if not days. It, it was strange how time began to slip and stretch. And you were tired, but then you weren't. You were hungry, but then you were full. You could see, and then it was dark. It was, it was one of the strangest experiences I've ever had. And uh, oh, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Mister Innkeeper. Do, do you mind? Do you uh, just one more, one more? You actually me, go uh, to pick it up to ask for a refill, and you see that it's it's already been topped off. Oh my god, you are really. This is fantastic. Like this is. Uh, I'm very impressed by everything that y'all do here. I, I might stay here for a little while. There might be more stories to come. But uh, regardless. We walk down this pathway. We're following it again for, for who knows how long. And it opens up into another chamber. And here's the thing. I don't know why these evil villain guys always try and like hide in these deep, windy little whatevers. But uh, you tell right away something was wrong. These lines of black slinking along the floor. Like the ceiling oppressively low overhead. And uh, we look ahead of us and there's this bright, glowing gem. Except it's not glowing the way you used to. It's not glowing the way Brilliance was. Right, it was like it was like flickering. It was it was harsh. It was uh it was wrapped in the strange and that's when I noticed all those black running along the mm. ground. It were wrapping around this gem. And it was trying to pulse the way uh you know, the way like a strong candle light, right? Like look at the fire, see the fire, it's like there's glow, like right? But it was like it, it was like shaking. It was very strange and brilliant. It's like gasp, she freaked out and uh, and Fira tried to grab her and I was like, but ah, she's too quick and I'm too old. What are you gonna do? And she, and she ran up and I was like, don't touch it. And she uh, she listened, which impressed me. And I was like, oh thank God. And then she touched it. Which she, <laughs> she she freaking touched it. I was like, oh okay, all right. What, what are you gonna come on now? And as soon as she touched it, like the whole room flashed, and then got very dark, and then the lights from the from the gem flickered again. Brilliance nowhere to be found. Which is concerning. Red flag number three. When you go in and there's a giant glowing gem and somebody touches it and disappears. I mean, at this point, you're, you know, you're in for a penny and for a pound. So I can't tell you to back out. But if you ever no see those begins three, scribbling even faster yeah, to keep up with you. Red flag. That was number three. That was three of three. There might be four. There are a lot of red flags actually on adventures. We'll get to those later. But make sure you jot that one down. Okay. 
And as uh, as we, we run up, I, I see her face almost in the surface of this gem, these black tendrils of energy kind of flying over it, in a, and she, it looks like she's screaming, and my heart drops. And this poor little kid trusting me to keep her safe, trusting fear to keep her safe. And I look at her, I'm like, what are we going to do? How are we going to get this kid out? And she, she holds up her knife like she's going to bash it. And I'm like, that's never the right, you know what? It's never that easy. It's never that easy. And right then we hear this most just disgusting laughter. I mean, like, think of uh, who, 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 who in town has a really bad laugh? Like, who has a laugh that you a little unsettling? Is that is it fair to call somebody out? <laughs> Everybody starts kind of chuckling a little bit, and then uh, eyes kind of drift over to uh, a little bit behind you. And there's uh, there's a there's a tiefling man uh, who has kind of come in, and he's just kind of looking around like, what? And everybody's just giving him a look and, and chuckling to themselves. And no offense, every you know what? There's one in every town. It has to be somebody. But here, here's a good thing: your laugh, whatever it is, I don't want to hear it. For God's sake, don't laugh right now. But whatever it is, this was a hundred times worse. I can't, I can't even describe it. it. Shook your very bones, like the way it wormed into your ears. It was like it was piercing into your brain and and giving you like like the weirdest headache you've ever had. And everything was was vibrating and and it was it was resounding in your head in, in a way I, I words don't do it justice. And we look over, and there is just this desiccated, corpse-like creature walking up to us. And, like, robes hanging off of it, flesh hanging off its bones, the, 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 the skin on its head just sloughing off, just like a skull remaining. It was, it was truly terrifying, and uh, I have seen some genuinely terrifying things. And we don't even think. We just we spring. We know this is a reason we're here. We we dive in. We go after it, and uh, we're just leaping in like knowing this is the only way we can get brilliance out. And we're fighting this thing. And look, I'm not going to bore you with fighting. Uh, have you seen a fight before? The people hit each other yes, yes, yes. until somebody stops moving, like which is what we were up against. And there was magic flying around, and it was it was crazy, and it was intense. And in the middle of that. I go to fire one of these. I do this really cool thing where like like light and my hands kind of glow. It's like this, but way more intense and cool. And then it like flies out and hits something. I did that in the sky, knocked it away, and it hit that gem. And what did I tell you? Red flag number three, gem that sucks people up. You shouldn't break them. It turns out I was wrong. In this case, we should have broken it in the first place. It would have helped because the light hit this gem and it shattered into a thousand pieces. And I heard multiple shrieks of all these voices. And then suddenly there was brilliance lying on the ground. And I... I kid you not, in her hand was a very tiny little knife that seemed like it would be very ineffective for battling like like a big bad monster, right? But but she was there and she was okay and she stood up. And as she stood up, all the light from all the pieces of this gem kind of seemed to suck together. They moved towards her quickly to this tiny little knife that suddenly formed into a massive glowing sword in her hand. And I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. We should break more gems. Like that's, that's a lesson I'm going to take away from this, right? We should break more gems. Uh, and without missing a beat, she just turns and her eyes. Remember before she was glowing? Now her eyes are the only thing glowing. And they're pulsing along with the light from this sword. And she looks at this creature and she just says, you. And I'm like, whoa, that is a very intense voice. Something must have happened. There's a lot going on. So I just kind of step back. And she just runs forward and she says, the light consumes you. And I was like, this is getting so like, like I really need her to back down. But, she, but you know what, what are you, you going to do? You got to step out of the way. And she just stabbed the sword right into the middle of this thing. And it shrieks. And as it shrieks, just the way the light from that broken crystal reached to her sword, the darkness all around just sucked into this creature, then into the sword. And then it was gone. It was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And then I heard kind of the, 
the the cries. I told you I heard all these voices right when the when the gem shattered these these screams, and I look around and they're not screams anymore, but all around me are all these women huddling on the ground holding each other and uh and look i don't know what this guy was doing because we didn't really get a chance to talk to him but somehow i think he was trapping them in this crystal and who knew what his his intent was but uh but brilliance uh, she, she saved them you know it was it was pretty i mean i was there too i helped fira did her her fair bit but we were really more kind of uh hey you know we were, there, there are heroes and there are secondary heroes we were secondary heroes in this situation but uh long story short we got the women back to their farms the farms began to prosper and, and grow and uh brilliance tried to get me to come back to the temple of lyra and i was like no that is not happening but uh tell her i said hello and uh and that was that and last i saw she was building a beautiful temple where this crumbled evil dark cave used to be and uh you know what can i say light doesn't always defeat the dark but when it does it's a beautiful thing and i kind of hold my mug up and you know, cheers whoever whoever's everybody around me. Raises their glasses, and it, and as you come to the end of your tale, uh, with everybody enraptured, you notice that there's a bit of a that hot cold sensation again, um, and quickly look over your shoulder and you see that the door is open, because uh, having quietly filed in and found spots all around the little semicircle around you are several of the children. Uh, who had been out uh, sledding. And the parents kind of in this moment start to realize as well. And they're like, oh, no, that's not a story for kids. And they're like, you know, putting their, their hands over their ears and shooing them out. But uh, this one uh, the, the, this one little tiefling boy who's uh, got blue skin, like really dark blue skin and these tiny little nubs of horns just like looking at you with massive eyes like, that's so cool. It is so cool. I'm not going to lie. It was very cool. I was there, and I still think it's quite cool. You're not wrong. And he gets kind of pushed out the door uh, as well to go play with all the other kids. Um, but yeah, everybody kind of uh, thanks you for your story and kind of wants to wants to clink glasses with you. And a couple, uh, a couple of the, the, the younger men and, and you know, older teens uh, who are there want to, to try to kind of buddy up to you and maybe try to tell a tale of their own, which are nowhere near as impressive, mostly about a wolf they saw once uh, before it got before it skittered away. Oh, that's a very scary wolf. I mean, that sounds like the same wolf he saw, um, but it's a lot bigger when you tell about it. But uh, no, it's, I mean, wolves, big deal. <laughs> they start bickering with each other about telling the same stories. Uh but yeah, after a while, the the people kind of naturally disperse back to, to their spots. Um, and that old tabaxi woman is still kind of sitting next to you, rocking a little bit in her chair. And she's giving you like this kind of curious look. And she just says, all these gods and places that you're describing, they don't, rec they, my memory doesn't recognize any of them. Well, you know, there's a, there's more worlds in this one, more realms than uh than yours. There, uh, I told you I've traveled quite mm. a bit. And she just gives you a curious look and a little wink, and then uh, kind of goes back to her to her uh, her little tea and and crackers that she was eating uh, beforehand. The innkeeper um, finds you after a little while and uh, gets an order for dinner or whatever you want and. Uh, he does kind of pull up a, a chair next to you at one point. He's like, I, I, I appreciate the story you told. It Was it all true? You know, weirdly enough, uh, yeah, I mean, I might have embellished my own 
No, actually, no. Normally, I do embellish my own role, but in this one, uh, I, I I did the water magic thing and, and broke the crystal, and that was really kind of it. She did the rest. That's incredible. Uh, I, you asked me if I've always been here doing this, and I, I told you, and uh, I will not lie, there has been a part of me that has been yearning to find an adventure of my own. And the more stories like yours I hear the more restless I become. <laughs> Here's a weird thing about adventure and keeping my friend. Uh, you go out trying to find it and you very rarely do. Uh, it's when you are sitting still that adventure will uh, sneak up on you and uh, drag you along uh, <laughs> when you were least expecting it. Wise words. Maybe I'll... I'm a wise turtle. I mean, you know, that's it's been Every turtle that I've ever met has been incredibly wise, so I'm not surprised. Well, I'm wiser than most turtles, but it, it, that that's fine. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> we're a pretty wise bunch. Well, maybe I'll keep sitting and waiting for adventure to find me. In that case, could be just around the corner. You never know. Could be. Could boo. Be. No. Okay. All right. Never. No, sorry, that wasn't that wasn't funny. I was trying to. I'm okay, skittish. It didn't work. I, okay. Yes. All right. You're welcome to stay as long as you like. Uh, I have a feeling these folks will want to pull another story or two out of you, though. So, fair warning. Uh, you know, fair enough. They seem like a, a fine group of folks. Uh, who doesn't want to hear a good story or three? Mm, they're the best people I know. Thanks for indulging. Glad to do it. Appreciate the room. Of course. He goes back to cleaning glasses and getting orders for people. And you go back to your drink. And whether the next day or a few days after... Whatever your spirit takes you, uh, you eventually find your way exiting this little pit stop of a, of a, of a town and uh, the end at the edge of Greenwood, trudging through now somewhat lesser snow, uh, but still snowy on the ground off to your next destination. Well, Warden certainly kept everybody's attention. It was quite a day of storytelling, and I have to say that I was just as intrigued and excited as many of those sitting around taking notes and hanging on his every word. It's no secret that I have been wishing to take a trip of my own soon, and with every passing guest that comes through telling of a tale of grand adventure, well, that desire gets a little stronger in me. Maybe soon. Certainly not before the roof is finished. Till then.